Previously on Describe Your Kill. I heard that all chromatic dragons were killed in the remaster, so... I will warn you, she is vicious and spiteful. None of what you've just told me was remotely reassuring. Marching in there going, can we have your key? While she's busy eating us, you can steal the thing. Yes, I get how it works. I can take a 20-foot fall while I'm conscious. Could you? Anything you can do, I can do better. As you are hit by a sonic wave. Roll for initiative! Yeah. If someone pushed me out of the way of a moving bus, I wouldn't say that was hostile. You hear oh. an almighty oh. roar. Our adventure continues now. She is majestic and massive. Hello everyone and welcome back. Happy Wednesday. It's another episode of Describe Your Kill. This is episode 15 and yet again I get it wrong in the episode just once this time. Hope everyone is well. Remember, if you want to chat to us, me, the crew, and our little community, head on over to the Discord. You can find the link for that at describeyourkill.com. So, keep it short and sweet tonight. Here's episode 15, Dragonomics for Dummies. Hello and welcome back to episode 14 of the UK's leading Stolen Fate Adventure Path podcast. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Oh, Hello. Hoi, hoi. Hiya. Who's ready to die tonight? Oh, me. Oh, yeah, me, me, oh, me. Oh, me. In game? Or? <laughs> Either. Either or. I've just been swatted. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's that Happy guy Christmas doing? Christmas. Parked outside my house. <laughs> Have you seen those VR pieces of kit you can get where if you get shot in the game, you actually kind of feel like you take a, a hit on the chest? Have you seen like those? haptic kind of Yeah, haptics. Thing. That's it. Maybe we need ah. some some path, some foundry haptics. I wonder if someone's still that enough. You have so nice feel when you get beaked. I think that's called a knife. <laughs> yes. with, with those, how long in minutes do you think before someone just sort of looked at it and looked down and... Looked around and then looked down again. <laughs> Clearly for you, Jason, not long. <laughs> I think you've been the hey, quickest I've one not got to make one yet. It's on my Christmas yet. list. Yeah. He's looking at the wrist haptic going, well, I could, could squeeze you a bit. <laughs> oh. Fuck it. What, you think I could get that round it? Jesus Christ. How many minutes has it been? <laughs> I'm creating the wrong kind of content. <laughs> good episode last week, boys. Some good plant combat. So I've been thinking a little bit there used to be a TV show in the UK called Room 101. Anyone familiar with that? Yeah, you familiar with that? Of course. Yeah. Come on, you you familiar yep. with that? Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. I grew I up. Come, on that. I think it originally comes from George Orwell's 1984. Yeah. I think. Uh, so the concept, if you're not familiar with Room 101 or the TV show at least, was that celebrities would go on there and just try and put in try and put things into Room 101 that genuinely annoy them or they think should just be removed from day to day society. So I was kind of thinking about that and I was wondering if our players had anything that they would like to put into Room 101. Maybe we should name it relevant to the podcast. What do you think? Any suggestions? <laughs> would have been good to have known about that more than like six seconds before you wanted a name. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll think of one. Throw us under the bus. 
It's funny, yeah, it's funny. Strangely enough, my one is um, when when someone ambushes you with something on a live record. <laughs> <laughs> Talking of ambushes, Jason, that's not a word you got to use last session, is it? <laughs> no, it isn't. I'm steaming. <laughs> I've been angry about that for two weeks. <laughs> Listeners will not have a clue, so join our Patreon. That was Matt getting like his it. own back for me going, well, uh, you know, Aaron doesn't pay much damage. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Six times per day when he does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matty, what would you put into your Room 101? Good choice. Uh, it might be a bit generic, but I'm going to say Slow Walkers. Um, I'm going to reveal something. Ooh, oh, man, that was mine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but I, get, I do get dibs on it as uh, I'm going to reveal that I am six foot three. And uh, it's not my choice to be walking at the pace that I am. It is just simply the length of my legs. So um, yeah, You don't look walkers. that tall. I mean, I've met you. Thank you're you sitting so down. much. I was going to say sitting down. So I mean, you're sitting down. So, <laughs> so dainty. You can only, yeah. Do you, do, you um, always get, do you always get the people going, oh, what's the weather like up there? That yeah. Greg, Greg Davis yeah, kind it's, of. It's a, you're, you're tall as well, Chris. How tall are you? Uh, oh, I'm only six foot one. According to my uh, plenty of fish program. Yeah, with your insteps. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Genuinely, my wife wanted to, um, when she found out that I was only 6'1", we we were nearly divorced because she was like, you put 6'1 on your profile. I was like, yeah, well, I was. And then it turns out it was just my hair. Um, ah, <laughs> the okay. extra inch. And she, she wouldn't go for anyone under six foot. So, yeah. Oh, oh, heightist. That's a little <laughs> reveal. Yeah. We are not platforming these heightist views. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. She doesn't uh, listen, so, so we're all right. Slow walkers are going in, in, the, uh, in the room 101 for me. Put that one in. I'm going to put it on the side. See. Let's see what else. Uh, Jason, what have you got for the room 101? I've got gym music playlists. <laughs> oh. Thankfully, I've not done it for a little while, but about a month or so ago, I forgot my headphones when I went to the gym <sighs> and my gym is about a 25 minute drive from where I live I genuinely think if I got there tomorrow and realized I'd left my headphones I would turn around and drive back home they are the absolute drizzling <laughs> shit what we got is what there, we there is nothing worse it's like Neil Diamond Pump dance remix of yummy 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 I've got love in my tummy was the highlight <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, is, like I had noise cancelling headphones in, and I could still hear it through the headphones, and it was infuriating. Mm. There is no one out there, no one out there will defend that music. <laughs> What's I'm that gym sure called? I don't mind commuting. It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's number one in the German charts right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get enough of it, man. Just Very can't get enough. The David Hasselhoff remix. Gym music playlists. <laughs> Come on, let's stay with you. What's in your room 101? Well, I was going to say Slow Walkers. Um, we really? Was that actually just... genuinely on your list? Yes. Because I think that's two votes for Slow Walkers. Yeah. Matt, just, Matt just fucked me over with that. I do have a different reason, though. Um, I'm, I'm not very tall, but I choose to walk fast. And if you don't, then get out of my way. But um, <laughs> I... I Got places to be. Yeah, the flying Camone strikes <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, uh, but but uh, sure, yeah. Uh, given that I had, I have only had like one minute to come up with something new. I am going to say, old people on public transportation. Oh, oh, but that's that's where they Oof. spend a lot of time. <sighs> swinging yes, here, he's swinging that, here. That, right, let's get into that, it. That, okay, so apologies if you are listening. 
from public transport and are 80 plus <laughs> or 70 plus. Um, Big part of our demographic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but why why can't you act normal? Seriously. <laughs> Why, why why can't you like I, <laughs> keep, keep going <laughs> I'm, I'm digging man I'm digging um, can you act I just got this image I just got this image of this old person on the bus going no fucking dicks <laughs> out loud <laughs> with headphones in yeah off to Jason's gym they probably yeah. like the playlist <laughs> No, but I, I, I don't know if it's if it's a German thing or not but here old people are just Fucking disrespectful, man. It's, uh, it's not I even funny. Hang on. What do you mean by disrespectful? I mean, I mean, they just cuss you out for no reason. They just, what? yeah. I, I was sitting, I was sitting in uh, in a tram uh, a couple of days ago, and uh, hmm. and across from me there, there was a, there was a free seat, right? Anyone could have just sat down. And this and this, I'm I'm gonna stay respectful here. This this mm -hmm. lady walked in. And uh, old just, lady, yes. And right. she looked at me. She looked at the free seat. She hit me with her cane and said, "Why wouldn't you stand up?" <laughs> and I was God. like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> so Has he been so, assaulted? so so I said, "What do you mean? What, get, what, what, leave me alone!" And she, she was like, "Man, she's so disrespectful." And, and she just walked off. And I, I don't even know if she sat down somewhere else. Oh my but, God. Uh, it was fun. I mean, maybe it's just the, the good old German charm. Old German people causing havoc on public transport. That's the old opposite German in the UK. Old German people are like, uh, man, they're poison to our society. I'm, Were you wearing I'm, that hat, Kimon, when it happened? Yes, I was. Mm, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> it makes sense now. Sounds like well, a right I, Grinch. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, don't I, I give off a festive, festive vibe, don't I? Why would you want to physically assault that? <laughs> no, I think that should definitely be in there. Rude old people that are being, let's be honest, physically violent towards other people on buses. Chris, what's in your room 101? Mine is corporate phrases. Corporate phrases, okay. Yeah. Um, I'll have to circle back to you on that one. Yeah, no, no, go away. No, it physically makes me cringe. Uh, keeping it, oh, let's keep it warm. no. No, like keep that. it warm. Keep that oh, that's not keeping nice. it warm. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. That, with all, yeah, yeah. with all, with all due respect. No, get get out. Oh, I don't know. It just does my nut in. Touching base. Oh God, no. T touch yeah. base. Stop it. I'm Stop guilty it. of using the touch base. No, sometimes. no, no. Should we pick that up offline? No. Yeah, no. Stop it. I, I even think Craig used that touch base thing. While working on the on the podcast a few yeah. months ago with us, no, I, I don't mind a touch base. <sighs> no, stop. Don't mind a touch base. Um, I, I did have a thing for. Oh, it is what it is as well. I like that kind of. Oh, it is what it is. Oh no. So why inane, can't we change? Inane phrases. Why can it not change? <laughs> so yeah. it just makes my blood boil. Sorry. There is a tendency yeah. though in English, certainly, where using some of those corporate phrases are direct ways of being very passive aggressive aren't there sort of things like yeah with reference to meaning why the fuck didn't you respond um <laughs> yes. things like that yeah. There's, yeah. there's someone i work kind regards just... means i hate you more than life itself that kind of thing which there's... is i don't mind it too much in an email but when it when you're physically saying it to my face or you're saying it in a meeting i'm like oh, 
can't just uh, the cringe glands go, you know, like oh, his cringe it. receptors just flare. Yeah, just oh man, all over the place. But oh, there we go. Touch his life. Would you say it's a pain point for you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> big one. I have a colleague who. It's on a on a on a frequent basis says let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater yeah and no. I, I oh hate really it so much mainly because it reminds me of the Christkin now <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> at least you can have a laugh about that yeah. that's got a baby you want to throw out with the bathwater I'm not going to well. threaten that baby it's going to come and beat me up <laughs> yes corporate phrases corporate phrases all, all good choices. What about you, Craig? Come on, Anne Craigle. Well, it's weird because I was, I was thinking about those. Some of those were weird flexes, I think. They were kind of the cast of, D, uh, of Describe a Kill wanting to flex. So we've got Matt with his with his tall flex. We've got Jason that he goes to the gym flex. We've got Kimon that he's <laughs> oh, a, a very... <laughs> we've got Kimon that he's a very fast walker flex. Yeah, that's such well, a and, flex, uh, man. Kimon's always on public transport flex. It's yeah. just... What a flex. <laughs> oh, money bags yeah. over there. <laughs> Do you know what I hate? People with small dicks. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I haven't really got anything to go in room one and one, although it, life is uh, when you're married and have a full-time job we go. and a successful podcast, it's little wings Dutch. in the house. Okay. So, so I've got to talk a bit quieter here. But... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, let me turn you up. Right, right. Let me, let, me just, let me just come in. Shall I so, get how to yeah? shit? This we'll is say. the one Mrs. Craig listens to. Does she listen? Yeah, yeah I was going to say. Yeah, she'll listen to this episode, yeah. only this yeah. episode. There's currently an ongoing ongoing war around which way round the toilet paper goes when it's put in the bathroom. Now, how is there okay. even a discussion? Okay. Now, okay. You, would, you would expect it not to be command because everybody knows that the flap comes over the front facing you for easy access. Are we all agreed? Do yes. I have to yes. 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 La di da da, Mr. Flex with the toilet roll holder. <laughs> <laughs> or just toilet Ooh, roll. Toilet, toilet paper in 2023. Yeah. <laughs> An adult gamer man using toilet paper. Brad. <laughs> have you know, we also have the, the wet wipe here for, for a flushable wet wipe. You, just, you guys don't just use your fists. <laughs> <laughs> Not even the palm of your hand, your fist. <laughs> I'm okay, finding that is... difficult at the moment. This is appealing to a very, no, very no. different demographic. <laughs> just just, just sitting on the toilet, realizing he's done, and just gritting his teeth. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't. We, we don't just, have palms in Germany. Just why the knuckle dusters? That's what I don't get. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, listeners! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year. <laughs> Come on, that does bring me nicely onto the second point of um, argument within our house between me and the wife. But that's not for this podcast. Got <laughs> that? Got that? Oh. Fucking hell. Let's keep looking at the door handle. <laughs> Just to be clear, we've been recording for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I do love as the as this podcast goes on is the segments before the actual play just get longer and longer and yeah. Yeah. I think that's mainly because the players are putting off the fact that they are about to come into contact with a motherfucking dragon. Yes. I don't know what you mean. We're we're sitting at stirrup and barding. Talking with <laughs> this is your dream. So, end of last session, we had a we had a nasty fight with three of these plant creatures known as the Opali, the Doppelai, 
the Tropoli. And they had these huge trumpet-shaped petals, appendages of vines whipping out at you, blasting you with sonic damage. Malachi crit failed very satisfyingly <laughs> and then spent the whole combat pretty much hiding on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> now, persistent damage. Talk about that. No, Who's got really persistent damage? I do. Yes, I do. sir. I do. Yeah, me. Everybody. Except Wilhelm. No. no, Wilhelm hasn't. Persistent damage. So, combat has now ended. Three creatures are dead. The end of last session, of course, you heard from the south the deep rumblings of what you would suppose is indeed Sedisarax. You don't know. You can't see yet. But you are on this kind of beach area surrounded by this thick jungle. We are, of course, in the Mwangi Expanse in the Toa Uplands. Sent here by Blakenu to retrieve a massive key so that you, in turn, in theory, can take the juggler card. So it was Aaron who finished off the creatures. Is that right? Yes, it is. Yes. Okay, let's get Much into it then. Much to uh, Lupin's <laughs> chagrin. Okay, so I've got the persistent damage rules up. Aaron, Malachi, and Lupin are all under the effects of this persistent poison damage. 2d6 for Lupin and Aaron, and 4d6 for Malachi. So we will stay in initiative Ooh. order. Aaron, you have one action left, and you have just heard the rumblings of a great beast. Over to you. I, I misspoke. Sorry, Kimon reminded me I used my first action to move and two actions to destroy the creatures. So it's the end of my turn, so I need to roll my check now to see if I yeah. recover. Okay, so you're Oof. gonna take your eleven points. That's nearly Ouch. max damage on that persistent. Only recovery check. Oh, oh natural twenty. Oh, natural twenty to start Good things start. off. Lupin, over to you. Lupin has obviously heard this absolutely deafening roar. We'll look around and see that the, the plants are very much done. We'll call out to the others, sir. So, I think we found our dragon. Um Let's uh, let, let's get ourselves as ready as we can be. And um, Lupin will, for one action, will draw an elixir of life. For the second action, will neck it. Okay. So that is twenty-six points of healing for Lupin. And then this uh, this poison damage is, has it come from sort of uh, from poison on Lupin, or is it something that's like in his bloodstream or? Basically, is, can I spend an action, like, if, if it's on him, wiping it off to try and get a, a boost to the... Um, yeah, so it came from the creature's check. vines, is where it came from. Yeah. And if you remember, there was this drain luck ability that it had. So you had to yeah. roll the fort save and roll twice. Uh, but I'm happy for you to spend an action to reduce the DC to 11. Yep, cool. So um, two actions then, to heal. Yep, and then one action reducing... And that is turn, so I will do the... Okay, let's Check roll your damage. Uh, seven, so I'll take that seven What's damage. a poison and damage? Recovery check is... Oh. That's a natural two! <laughs> that's bad luck. Wilhelm, Lupin fails to heal himself. Uh, what are you going to do? You are not currently poisoned. You are in this dense vegetation approaching the shore of this lakeside, lakeshore cove. Sadly, I'm not in possession of any, of any healer's tools, so... I am going to say that Wilhelm is going to 
spend his first action seeking for whatever made that noise. Okay. So basically just, you know, listening to what, what direction it came from or if you can see anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even going to make you roll a perception check for that, Wilhelm. It was very sort of rumbly, but it was coming from the south uh, of you. Directly so, the south? Yeah, directly from the south, yeah. You can kind of just maybe make out through the trees. There is very heavy, dense vegetation where you are, but you can kind of see through to the beach. You can see the, the lapping waves against the shore, and um, you'll see there's kind of a natural cave being formed or a cave mouth just to the south of the beach area, around 30 to 40 feet south of where the sand and where the waves are currently hitting it. But that is definitely where the sound came from. I'm not going to make you use an action for that. Okay, then. Perfect. Then I'm going... Yeah, Wilhelm is gonna... So if, if he wants to assist Malachi with his um, with his save, with his yes. flag, flat check, yes. uh, would that be a roll or does he just have to spend actions? Uh, you can spend two actions by pulling off some of these vines that are kind of... Malachi's got them really bad or wrapped around him, kind of giving him this poison damage. I'll let you take two actions to reduce the DC to 10. All right, then. To try and get rid of some of these vines. Then Wilhelm runs over to Malachi and does that, and that's his turn. Oh, what are you doing? Get your, get your hands off me. Oh, Malachi. No, I wouldn't want that. <laughs> <laughs> so that would bring it to Malachi's turn. <laughs> Before um, Wilhelm came up to Malachi, he was just like, after the scream of the the dragon, was just like rocking back and forth a little bit, singing a little singing a little song to him as as Wilhelm came up and was trying to soothe himself a little bit, and will cast soothe on himself. I was fully expecting a song then. Sorry, I was I was getting I was getting comfortable. (laughs) Don't get comfortable. I'm not singing it at the moment. Yeah, fourth level. Singing a little song to himself, rocking bit back of and forth. Robert Plant, maybe. Yeah, um, <laughs> bit of Joy Division, bit of Joy Division. <laughs> 30, <laughs> 36 points. Um, and obviously, Wilhelm comes up, and he will. Is I'm guessing that you're probably not going to le- give me another action to help get these vines off me to. It yeah, further. Wilhelm's doing a pretty good job, but I would juice it to a DC eight Nine. for you. Yeah, okay, that's that would be my turn. Yep. Okay, Malachi. So here's your poison damage: fourteen points of poison damage, and now it's a DC eight flat Come check on. to get rid of this. Well, okay, if you fail this, I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah. twenty. Second net twenty on a recovery check this session. Get I, I can't help feeling we're wasting these. Yeah, <laughs> really wasting them. Oh, if you could, yeah, if you could see my face now, everyone. <laughs> Two nat twenties on recovery rolls. All right, so Malachi is now cured. How does Air- it feel now, Craig? Hey, <laughs> I know. Aaron, you are cured. Yeah, I'm going to use my turn to neck the potion that I drew last recording. Apparently, check the tape. <laughs> Can someone check the tape, please? That is a. That's why we do it. Okay, and that is thirty-two points of healing. Honestly, this is a really bad. What was sign. that on the three D eight? Thirty-two, seven, eight, and seven. Wow. Yeah. And then okay. plus ten. Okay. Yeah, plus ten. Right. So down that, feeling full of energy, Aaron yep. rushes over to 
Mr. Malice and then starts helping him to remove these vines and brush off the poisonous pollen or whatever it is that's causing this sure. uh, injury. Sure, okay, so one action to do that. Usually it'd be two to bring it to a 10, so I'm going to say that brings it down to a 12 for Lupin, who is next up. Yeah, Lupin will spend a couple of actions removing vines as well. Okay. Um, and also, I didn't realise Elixir Life was the potion I have was just the sort of healing potion I have on me. It actually gives a plus two item bonus to saving throws against diseases and poisons for ten minutes. Are you happy for me to roll that into this check as well? Uh, no, because you're, you're not actually poisoned yet. That, that's so. fine. Yeah, no, that's, that's fine. I'll tell it? you what, I'll just... make it a DC seven for you. Excellent. So here comes the natural three. Um, oh, I need to take the damage. Sorry. Oh, yeah, let's give you your damage. Oof. Ooh, not bad. Nine, nine points, points of, of poison. <laughs> that passes the DC. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Recovery check from Lupin. Ooh, natural 10. <laughs> okay, rolls a 10. So you are now officially out of combat. Everybody is healed. You've heard this rumbling coming from the south. Over to you. So Lupin is a... Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. Um, sort of throws the last of these these vines off him. I don't know about the rest of you, but uh, I'm, I'm still not quite feeling in... Uh, dragon conquering shape just yet so uh if you'll excuse me and he uh he flips the top off another another potion and uh and necks it and this one is another elixir of life good idea mr malice i think i'll do the same and aaron pulls out another healing potion and drinks it well elm have you have you got an elixir of life or something that you can put yourself out with I, I have uh, two two healing potions that I bought just today, but I, I'm, I'm doing well enough, I would say. I want to keep them in case in case I need them later, or, or one of you does. Oh, well. And he gets one out and raises it to the sky and, and downs it. What potion are you using, Malachi? Uh, Elixir of Life. Cool. Well, did you hear that? Well, well that massive dragon... Well, I think it's a dragon. It might be a dragon. That's why we're here, isn't it? So. As, as Malachi says that after downing his elixir, he notices Wilhelm has stepped past him, now standing closest to the perceived origin of that of that noise, with his rapier low to the ground, but pointed in that direction and very on edge, and uh, t- trying not to not to even look away from that place for just a second. Uh, and as you said, that you notice that Wilhelm doesn't seem to really listen to you at all. Lupin sort of wanders up from, he seems a little bit further behind Malachi and Wilhelm. Um, he'll wander up sort of alongside them and uh, sort of stand there for a second. And, do, we, do we go to it or, or do we call it to us? I think that we must remember of what I know of dragons, it's essential that we are respectful. I know that we don't think that she'll engage in conversation with us, but I'd like to at least try to be diplomatic if we're to honor our request to try and keep her alive, at least. Indeed. Um, I, looking through my gift, I wonder if there's anything we can present to her as a, uh, as a gift of sorts. That's not a bad idea. And Aaron starts looking through his uh, backpack... Um, Craig, just before we 
go any further. He's, mm. Obviously, we heard the roar. Can we hear anything else? Is, you know, can we hear like movement, uh, or was it just a roar? Oh, okay. Why don't you all roll me? So you've all stepped up a little bit, not onto the beach itself, just down the sandy path. Why don't you all roll me perception checks? That is a natural two. <laughs> Aaron is busy start. looking in his bag. A natural four. Ooh, net 20 from Wilhelm. Oh, oh, nice. No. Iron Guys. Bed Cave has paid off. <laughs> 32. Not natural 20s this early. Wasting. <laughs> Feed yeah. me your perception 20. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wilhelm, nat 20. You and Malachi... You heard, yeah, this kind of roar, this rumbling. And if you listen carefully, just through the breeze coming over the shore, through the leaves, you definitely hear a very deep, rumbly, bassy sound coming from the south, from this cave mouth. But nothing immediately appears to be threatening you at this second. I wonder then if we have the luxury of doing so. If we might, because I'm not quite at full health. I'm two thirds health. Sure. Same. Yeah. If we have time to do so, I I would perhaps treat wounds just to make sure we're. Say, hopefully we don't want to fight a dragon. But if the dragon wants to fight us, we may not have a say in the matter. Yeah. Uh, Aaron sees you looking towards the uh, south and says, I, th- "I think it's quiet enough. Just come here." And he pulls out his healer's tools and starts to treat wounds on you. That's uh, 17 points of healing for you. That's a crit success on that. So it's, but it's only 4d8. Um, so I'll give you... On, on Wilhelm or on... Uh, on Lupin. On Lupin. And now okay. I will try to treat wounds on Wilhelm. Oh, that's low. It's only 5 points of healing. Um, it's fine. I do um, want this character anyway. So... Um, while uh, so so while that's going on as well is Loop uh, while um, Aaron was tending to Wilhelm Lupin will have um, treat, treated wounds on himself using natural medicine. Do I get the uh, plus two for being in nature? Oh, you are still very much in nature. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. I just wanted to check. Aaron gives Wilhelm a, heal- a healing potion that he pulls out of his bag and says, "I'm, I'm sorry, my my skills with suturing are not particularly up to." but maybe if you drink this it'll help you looking at the potion Wilhelm pulls out his own and says I'm I I have my own thank you and um, reluctantly drinks one of his two potions can you give mine back then please (laughs) (laughs) did not not take your potion I gave it to you I I dropped it on your character oh (laughs) Aaron giveth Aaron taketh away. <laughs> and while while we're doing this, uh, Malachi is singing ah, 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 very quietly. Staying alive, staying alive. Dragon comes out and immediately eats you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's two eights and a seven. That's a very good. And we'll, ca- we'll cast Suze on Wilhelm. Oh, I'm I have, perfectly fine now. Uh, I'm, so, I'm nine HP from full health. On a scale of one to 152, <laughs> I feel like a solid 143. <laughs> uh, we'll cast it on himself then. <laughs> oh, I'm alright, Jack, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, not bad. 41 points of health. Elokai, couldn't you have told me you can do that before I drank one of my two potions? <laughs> wow. 
was going to see how well he rolled. Everyone gives him the side eye. <laughs> <laughs> so you all healed up as best as you can. JC, happy now? Yeah, good enough. Without without delaying things any further, it's, I, I'm like 25 hit points from top. So it's... now I'll continue, and you can have you can have another soothe. Well, I don't yeah, want sure. you to use all because we might need no, that's that. Fine. In a, no, give him the combat. soothe. Sure, give him give him to everyone, Melakai. It's fine. I'm not mad. <laughs> not only do I eat natural twenties on perception checks, I also eat spell slots. They're one of my favourite delicacies between yeah, that's courses. Why I, I don't want to waste a spell slot is because we might need need that if if uh, combat breaks out. That's why it's like it's okay. for the sake of fine. yeah, for, for the sake of it, it's, it's fine. It's like if if worst comes to worst, I've still got two potions myself, so as I can okay. drink, I can drink that. Fine. So you are stood on this sandy path that's just just about to open to this really quite pleasant, gorgeous beach. Think sort of Thailand, sort of East Africa, where there's like a lagoon and palm trees and jungle looking out over this gorgeous blue lake. But of course, just in your periphery of hearing, you hear this rumbling sound. What's going through Aaron's head as he stood in this kind of jungle copse? Aaron is feeling incredibly nervous, and I think that he's kind of hearkening back to the time we were last through the portal, and he was having to obviously address the Tengu in that kind of um, leadership role, which he'd never really had to do before. And I think that because he's thinking about ways to respectfully approach the dragon, he's thinking about doing that in her own tongue of draconic and using the the true speech wand and you know he's just planning out you know what, what what would i say to this creature let alone like how would i try to talk to it like what would i actually say lupin what's uh what's going through your mind lupin is uh definitely a lot more a lot more nervous than he's uh he's trying to let on he's well aware of the reputation of dragons he's he's never encountered one he's he's very aware reputation that they carry and uh, well aware that you know should this dragon decide that they're unwelcome that they're about to have an extremely extremely difficult uh, difficult afternoon so um, yeah he, he's he's sort of trying to psych himself up and, and get his his game face on to try and uh, to try and negotiate effectively with this dragon all right guys so you are in this copse of trees looking down at this beach just right next to where it opens out you can see a cave mouth to the south what do you do it would not be perhaps wise to enter a dragon's lair uninvited should we announce our presence from here i was wondering the same thing i think it uh, yes it may be wise to at least uh at least announce our presence and perhaps uh, announce our arrival uh, with a gift of some description. And uh, Lupin takes off his uh, his cloak, which uh, actually mechanically is a magical item. It's a cloak of repute. Ah. Uh, uh, takes off so this this very very bright. Not your technicolor uh, dream coat. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> taking off his is basically thinking is that it looks extremely expensive. So is the thinking being is that if you were going to offer something, at least offer something that looks worth having, you may catch the dragon's eye. Perhaps uh, you you keep that on and you could use its plus one bonus to diplomacy checks before you offer it to the dragon. I 
dare say we're going to need a damn side more than a plus one if this dragon doesn't want to chat. That's a very cool effect that cloak has as well. The once, what is that, Jace? Tell us about effect. it. Once, uh, once per day is I can um, use my I can wield my great stature to make a request of a creature. If I roll a success on the check, I get a critical success instead. So that actually uses the um, Pathfinder's... There is actually a mechanic called Make a Request. Mm -hmm. So what it does is you can make a request of a creature that's friendly or helpful to you. So we're already going to have to get it to that friendly or helpful stage. Um, But you would have to couch the request in terms that the target would accept, given their attitude. And uh, basically is if you get a success, the target agrees to your request, but they might demand, like, you know, is okay, I'll do it, but you need this. If you fail, the target goes, no, you can't do that, but here is an alternative that's maybe, you know, I'll I'll lend it to you or something like that. And obviously the critical success is, yeah, here you go. Okay. So, yeah, it's it's a nice one to have, but obviously in order to use it, we've got to get get this creature to be either friendly or helpful, which is, uh, I dare say, going to be a achievement in itself would uh does, do, does anyone speak draconic uh <clears throat> no not natively but uh lupin uh, unfurls a scroll from his backpack and taps on it i can learn <laughs> um, and it says uh, it, it is weeks. a scroll of translate yeah <laughs> i've been trying to practice but eh, not happened for me <laughs> D- does translate work like true speech but just for one language I don't actually know whether unless you speak. Oh no, it's uh, it is. It's because it's heightened to third level. I can also speak the language. So yeah, it's a single language. Okay. Aaron draws the wand of true speech and says, "Well, if if at least two of us can understand and communicate with the dragon, then that should all be all that we need." And uh, Malachi and Wilhelm. Indeed. Um, before we may make too many presumptions, we should again perhaps check with the dragon is uh, we, we do not wish to to anger it by speaking a language it maybe deems we are not equipped to speak yes you're right mr malice is there anything in your in your your books and or your, your scrolls that you carry that might tell us a little bit more about about dragons cl- cloud dragons specifically uh, i dare say i've uh, <laughs> i've forgotten a damn side of a lot about it but uh, I, I can certainly have a flick through and uh Lupin has a little bit of a rummage through uh, through his many many pockets. Um, Craig, can I attempt to recall knowledge check on cloud dragons? You can, yeah. Arcana or nature? Okay, so I have nature. Ugh, I am rolling absolute dog shit tonight. That's a natural four for twenty one. You don't know. I, I'm afraid I have bits and pieces on dragons, but uh, the majority of my work is uh, is back at the. Uh, Back at the saucy wench in the trunk, I'm afraid. It's uh, wasn't expecting wasn't expecting to meet a cloud dragon this week. Yes, and uh, my instinct says that well, dragons are anything but common. So talking to them in common uh, puts us on the back foot, perhaps. But we can always flick between the two. But that's that would be my instinct. If you're happy to go with it. Yes, I, I think perhaps if we uh, if we engage in common and uh, and perhaps ask how it would like us to. Uh, I would like us to proceed at least again. We're we're putting the putting the ball in its court rather than uh, presuming. Okay, so the plan, just so I'm clear, we're gonna uh, announce our presence, and presumably, if she'll grant us an audience and emerge, 
you're going to present the gift and then we'll try and make the request of the gift in exchange for the key. And I mean, presumably we might not even need to permanently have the key. We could just borrow it. Uh, yes, it's, it's, we should probably uh, avoid angering the dragon by giving it a gift and then demanding payment for something we've given it. But uh, we could perhaps certainly offer the gift for her time and then we'll see perhaps what she would require for us to borrow or or take the key. And then if all else fails, I can sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my gift. Let, let's hope it doesn't come to that. If, if, all, of if all else fails. <laughs> <I've got> a, <laughs> if, if all else fails, if literally all. every single possibility. <laughs> and I've, I've got a good one. I've got a good, I've been writing it for a while. I, I've, these dragons, I've, I've, yes, I'm excited, so excited. Sounds like a good plan, though, Aaron. I'm well in. Okay, Wilhelm, are you are you okay with this? I mean, I know that you've you've pledged to defend me and my life, but I realise that we're walking very much into a dragon's lair here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And um, the whole time, Wilhelm has just been sort of googling them passively, <laughs> passively listening to everything. Not not very much paying attention but um just still staring at that entrance and feeling surprisingly fine and not not really fearful or concerned and in his mind he just keeps saying to himself you've trained for this you have trained for this your life has been leading up to this moment prove your worth and he turns turns to Aaron. Uh, sorry, what did you say? I just oh, I just wanted to check that you're okay with the plan. Uh, yes, yes, I'm. I'm good. Don't 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 worry about me. Okay, Wilhelm, can you uh, just repeat the plan back to us, just so we know <laughs> we are absolutely <laughs> involved in it? Because <laughs> so, spotted you were the, you, you were. You were listening. You, you were so focused. Of course I was listening, Malachi. I can multitask. <laughs> I, ne- I never ever thought I'd see the day where Malachi calls someone out for not paying attention. I know. Lupin um, is going to offer his 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 uh, cloak and and we okay, just okay. Hope, hope that... Oh, that's, that's enough for you? That, that's enough? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and at the end, remember, I'm singing a song. Just as well, at the very end, and, and I then mean, if all else fails, yes, very end. I'm singing a song. I got Malachi, that part. Yes, Malachi, I cannot stress this clearly enough. Do not sing a note until I turn to you and say, Malachi, please start singing. Am I exceptionally clear? <laughs> Oh no! You're calling me out. Yeah, I'm exceptionally clear. Like it will. Yes, I okay. will. I know my role. I will know my role, yes. and I will shut my mouth. It's fine. I know. <laughs> Even if I am dead, do not sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> if the dragon eats me, and I am no longer able to vocalise those words, the instruction defers to Vilhelm. <laughs> if the Vilhelm is also eaten, the instruction defers to Errol. If the, if the song if would literally myself, bring me back from the yeah. dead, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> if all However, of us die. I'm yeah. the greatest of all time. Like, it's fine. It's fine. 
Malachi, I'm willing to concede. If I am eaten, and then Wilhelm is eaten, and then Aaron is eaten... Oh, then it goes to Then Sadis you Rex. can sing the song. Ask Groldo. If Groldo's not available, run it by Milton. Sire. Yes. And failing that, uh, head back to the store from Barney and see what the donkey has to say. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weekly donkey mention. Yeah. I was wondering. Right. Well, after disrespectfully <laughs> decline that, but Matt uh, wanted to we, finish early. That's not happening. We have now successfully established a clear hierarchy within this party. So, with that, is Lupin um, just un- unfurls the scroll he'd uh, he'd been holding and starts sort of quietly reading it to himself. And it is um, mechanically, it is a level three scroll of translate and the. Uh, language Lupin is reading is draconic. I thought you were going to say a scroll of silence then. (laughs) 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 Yes! Nobody's got it! (laughs) Lupin very carefully pulls out and reads out level 3 scroll of silence, casts it on Malachi. (laughs) You've got all those implements. Do you perchance have any duct tape? (laughs) Aaron is going to use the wand of true speech and start casting on himself. And that will give you any language, right, man? It will, yeah. Okay. Lupin casts Translate. That lasts for one hour. The Wand of True Speech has been cast. That lasts for one hour. You are in this copse of trees, right near where the beach joins the foliage. What do you do? Um, Lupin takes a, uh, takes a deep breath, closes his eyes, and uh, looks at Aeron and uh, then looks out to the cave and calls out, in common, Sedisarax! Sedisarax! Are you there? No answer. Very respectful. Yeah, indeed. So um, Lupin takes off his cloak and sort of folds it neatly and holds it in his arms and uh, starts to walk towards walk towards the cave. Aaron will follow quite closely behind and in common also, we'll say, Mighty Sedisarax, Mistress of the Clouds, please, we seek an audience. <laughs> and you hear this ungodly roar as a pearlescent-skinned blue cloud dragon erupts from the cave mouth, swirls oh. about in a hazy mist, lands on this rock that's protruding from the water and it looks like this. Oh, oh, oh so good. Oh, it's it pretty. so cool. It's pretty. The dragon, uh, huge wings, lands on this outcrop of rock, mist billowing from its nostrils and mouth. You hear these deep-seated rumbles and roars from within its belly. And it looks directly at you. And it stares at you with its crystal blue eyes and screams out in common. Thieves and trespassers, leave this place now. Aaron drops to his knees and just says, please, mighty Sedisarax. And and he's gesturing to the others like, get down, get down. Lupin bows deeply. Malachi drops to a knee. 
Why do you come to Sedesarax's lair? We bring you a gift. We bring you a gift for for your mere attention, Sedesarax. Uh, and Lupin sort of holds the holds the cloak out in his arms. It is worth little compared to your mighty fortune, I am sure. But uh, we hope your infinite benevolence will uh, will see fit to accept a uh, small token of our gratitude for your time. Sedisarak stares at you, extends its long neck out 15 feet towards you, looks at the cloak in your hand, snarls, A petty trinket for a powerful dragon. You must do better. Indeed we shall. Indeed we shall. We, uh, he's, he's, we, we endeavour to do our best, as I'm sure you understand we are, but, uh, but humble, humble adventurers, and uh, we offer you the best that we are able to offer you. Uh, but we, we can always do better, and we'll do so. Perhaps our time, mighty Sedisarax, also. There, there are four of us, all capable of performing mighty feats that could serve you well if, if you had any use for us. A quest, perhaps? I have no need of quests. I have no need of pathetic humans. Leave now before I make you my next meal. Alright, let's think okay. about this. <laughs> let's yeah, think about yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, Guys, say something. <laughs> we were directed here by Blankenu. We believe you know Blankenu, and uh, as humans go, he is a relatively well-respected one. Dwarf. Isn't he a dwarf? He's a relatively respected dwarf for a human. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had a bit of a bit of the Malachi's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Like Kenu came for me. He came for my key. I have no intention of giving it up. If you came for the key, you can leave as well. Consider your life's the price paid. Could we um let's try to think because of how we've tried to approach this with a, a gift and like the, the the bowing and and you know trying to be respectful does that would we be able to count that as a make an impression role you can certainly try and make an impression role yes not sounding she's let at all. you I, when you make an impression right you've got to engage with someone i think mechanically it's for an hour uh, sorry a minute of conversation that that should be a minute by now. You've currently offered her a cloak, and she has told you what she thinks of said cloak. A cloak worth 90 gold pieces. How much? 90. <laughs> 90. 90. <laughs> <laughs> she has let you know her understanding on that. So yes, you can make an impression, but I would argue as GM that you've not done much to make an impression, and just rolling on it is not going to help you. So okay. Aaron, Aaron still on his knees is holding his stuff and he holds it out and he says please mighty Sidisarax I do not wish to test your patience by repeatedly asking so I, I give you this last offer this is my staff of enchantment it is the only thing of value that I own it is the only thing I carry with me from my homeland and you can see that Aaron is pretty humbly dressed and it is very clearly like the only object of great um, value or power that he carries with him and he says I would be glad to exchange this in exchange for simply borrowing the key would you permit it 
I would not. The key is not for you. What other trinkets do you hold? Sidisrax, we are... These mighty Sidisrax, we are, we are in possession of... of some artifacts of, of tremendous, uh, possibly unquantifiable value. And he slowly reaches into his pocket and uh, and holds the paladin in his hand. I, my my only regret is that I, we do not fully understand them. Insofar as we we may not uh, we may not be able to, to give them to you as such. Is is it appears that when we've tried to, they they always return to us. However, I'm sure someone as as wise and. Uh, Mighty as yourself would uh, would perhaps at least understand and appreciate them. I, I would be happy to hand it to you for you to examine. And he holds the paladin sort of out in front of him. So Disarax looks again. Do I look like a keeper of keepsakes? A humble harrow card is not enough. Do you each possess one of these pathetic cards? I do. And Malachi sort of stands next to Lupin and pulls out the vision card. There are no pathetic cards in our deck. You tiefling, what silver do you hold at your side? Um, uh, now not, not having said anything and also still standing upright, says, what silver do you mean? Do you mean this? And he points at his rapier. Yes. This is none of your concern, um, with all due respect. Lupin winces slightly. <laughs> all due respect sounds like something from Malachi's corporate phrases room 101. <laughs> <laughs> Malachi winces. Why do you come here? Final warning. We require the key that you possess. We have come here humbly to offer our services and gifts and treasures, all that we have just an exchange for borrowing this key, a favour, a, a, a favour so beneath your time that it would trouble you less just to give us the key and we would go, be on our way and return it to you and you would do us a mighty favour and we would sing your praises all over the lands as we travel. We have come far, we have come so far from Absalom to be here. Please. I am a cloud dragon of the Toa Uplands. You come here offering trinkets. The key is not for you. And your treasures will be for me. Reaches back its head. Roars out at you. Roll for initiative. Oh, Oh, natural 18. Seven. Oh no, sorry, I read someone else's. I got a one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one question, Craig. As we were in we conversation with, started. with the dragon, <laughs> yeah. and Wilhelm told the creature that it was none of its concern, would he be allowed to roll deception for initiative? Deception? How have you deceived the dragon? He's just not, <laughs> not showing his intentions. Sure. Nice. Call out your initiative numbers, please. Uh, 31 for Lupin. 42 for Wilhelm. 
40, uh, 27 for Malachi. And uh, 19 <laughs> for oh, Aaron. Poor Aaron. Poor Aaron stuck on his knees trying to get up in the sand. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to negotiate with the dragon, but what you offered was, let's be honest, paltry. We are in initiative order. And I will tell you that for the dragon, I rolled a natural 18, mm-hmm. giving it an initiative of 46 <laughs> which means so, that the dragon will be going first <laughs> write that down it's initiative modifier is no! far higher than mine no! I've also had an 18 <laughs> and as it lets out this thunderous roar out of its mouth shooting down towards you this mist begins billowing out and in the mist are these little flickers of electricity as a thundercloud comes bursting out in a 50 foot cone that is going to get every single one of you (laughs) roll a very important (laughs) reflex save not bad for me 34 (sighs) for malachi 34 for aaron as well I am so going to use my warding to two on this one. Oh, that's a good time for a natural 16, Lupin. 37. Ooh, the bag of hair on on, uh, Wilhelm's belt (laughs) dissipates. It gives him a plus one. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad it dissipated this time. No throb. (laughs) Not this time, no. I wanted to reuse that bag. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What do you roll? This is a 33. If this is so important, I'm going to use Malachi, point on that. Aaron, Wilhelm, fail. Oh, what? Lupin passes. As I said, I'm going to use a hero point on that. When I said very, very important. No, fuck you, hero point. <laughs> oh, there That's you go. 18 oh. for a 41. I've broken your encounter. <laughs> well, I know who the dragon's attacking. <laughs> <laughs> so Wilhelm uses his hero point to re-roll. Is that right, Camone? Yes. And gets a 41 and passes. So Lupin and Wilhelm pass. Aaron and Malachi fail. Here comes 15 D6 oh electricity damage. Hmm. Oh, they're low oh, numbers. One's in there. <gasps> oh, Ouch. no, it's only 50 damage. 50 <laughs> points of electricity damage. Malachi has got his electricity resistance on from the Brass Dwarf, of course. I do indeed. 38 points for Malachi. It's nice to start, as a GM, it's nice to start with a good initiative roll on a single creature and lay out 100 points of damage. The creature then swoops up, flaps its wings, and Sedisorax launches into the sky 80 feet above you we don't have to take the bait if we can just get into the cave and perhaps we could grab the key and flee it's not a bad idea and then we can well leave her alive uh, as well as you know staying alive that's my song and um Wilhelm looks at Aaron and says oh, oh more like no he, he, he would look at Lupin and say have you got this? Uh, and um, sort of looping, sort of side glances at Aaron. Uh, he says, yes, yes, I've got it. I trust you. And Wilhelm 
as he runs toward the cave mouth, puts on his uh, English, his uh, goggles. Uh, yes, his goggles. No, his uh, hood. Hood. His hood. You guys are so not helpful. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. So he, he puts on his uh, hood for one action and turns invisible. For his second action, he's gonna run 30 feet. So just for the listeners, there's a cave mouth is just to the south of where they are, about 50, 60 feet south. But there is a patch of water separating them from the beach to the cave mouth. Probably lots of crabs around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Then he would only reach this here, I think. And for his last action, as he is now invisible, he will try to hide. Okay. In the water. Yes. All right. So he's invisible in the water. Do you need to hide to... if you're invisible then? Is that how it works? He is, he, he is uh, hidden. He but I would to like to turn undetected, yes. Okay, so hide... When you become invisible, you become undetected, don't you? As part of the line I, of the spell? When I think the condition. Only, only if I'm not actively observed, but I mean, it would make sense for the enemy to know which, which square I'm in as I turn invisible. And if I then run, then you could argue that the creature can see the, the movement on the ground yeah. and yeah, and the splashing. Mm, sure. That's true. Okay. So I'm gonna use a, sn uh, a hide action, which is natural one. Oh, very good. I am no. not blushing around in there. Un is there a, a penalty for crit failing the hide action? I mean, he knows which square I'm in. I'm still invisible. He knows what square you're in. Okay. All right, Wilhelm. So Wilhelm pushes into the water, attempting to get towards the cave just to the south of them and is now sort of sitting and crouching, I imagine, in these waves that keep knocking him back a little yeah. bit on this lake. All right. Thank you, Wilhelm. Next up is Lupin Malice. Seeing uh, Wilhelm take off at a dead sprint, Lupin will, uh, with one hand, uh, draw his uh, amulet from around his neck, uh, and then with the other will draw a potion of electricity resistance and then for his final action so yeah i would like to um exploit vulnerability on sadisarex please okay go for it okay that is oh no that is a n -n 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 natural one why did we roll at the start of the session all those 20s that i gobbled um, up i didn't fucking roll any of them it's all you bastards wasting them <laughs> so yeah uh, it's not fair <laughs> critical failure I cannot remember the right object to use and become distracted while I rummage through my esoterica I become flat footed until the beginning of my next turn ooh I will give you the flat footed or should I say off guard condition from Lupin so is that one action or was that your third action because you drew your uh, that was my third action yeah so uh, drew the amulet drew the potion and then completely flunked the exploit button. you can uh, so I believe Jason that you can actually draw with two hands if you wanted to drink the potion as well for your second action so one action would be to okay, like yeah. double fit like imagine you've gone to the bar yeah. you've ordered two pints <laughs> yeah, just draw. pretty sure yeah, that that's I, I uh, think that's okay. a new thing isn't it that's I, part I of the remaster remaster yeah that's fine I wasn't sure if we were using that I'll yet, let so you yeah, have okay, a double cool. fist you're fighting a massive dragon I was, 
and I've just rolled a natural one and made myself flat-footed. So I uh, thank you, benevolent GM. I'll still kill you. <laughs> that is turn. Okay, so Lupin drinks his electricity resistance moderate, which is 10 resistance. Uh, yes, yep. So that means that if he gets hit with any electricity, listeners, he will take 10 fewer damage. It's round one still. It is oh, Malachi Bordello's turn. Malachi taps Lupin on the shoulder and really quickly says to him, I think we're probably going to need to maybe do some running or maybe you can get a better attack off and just says in his ear, maybe you can be a bit quicker next time on the draw and casts haste on him at Ooh. third level. Nice. Excellent. Uh, and you. then shouts out just to anyone who's listening. We can do this. And Balamdar is not going to get in our way. Balamdar. And cast Inspire Courage. Do you mean Sidisarax? Or Sidisarax. <laughs> and Balamdar is on our side. Sometimes I wonder where the line is drawn between Chris and Malachi. I <laughs> yeah. do as well. Oh, I don't know Even what's Chris happening. Doesn't know. Why is Balamdar being brought into the. I am coming. <laughs> <laughs> Balamdar is on our side. He's got a different accent as well. I don't know if this was a bit or I don't know what it is, but okay. So cast just got, haste got on Lupin haste. And, and then, then inspire, inspire courage. courage. And that would be my turn. Next up is Aaron Spoke Point. Okay, are we heading are we all heading for the for the cave? Because I'm thinking that if she is just gonna keep flying around at these massive heights, she can just keep hitting us with these breath weapons. If we get in the cave, at least hopefully she'll be forced to the ground. And I know we're planning to run, but I'm just thinking that if we do need to... I don't think staying on the beach is the best option. I'm just going to say, is fight, trying to do this fight in an open space is not going I mean, to end you well. you could for split up between the brushes and, and trees. I just worry about being too far Which away would... from you in case she goes... If in case she figures out you're in the cave and then we're, True. We're, she's sandwich, we're sandwiching her. Yeah. True. The thing is, if if you go in here, then there's no escape. She can just cut us off. I think fucked. that's Aaron's instinct. He doesn't want you to be going in there alone. And he's not got you there to advise him otherwise. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> um, Mr. Malice is, is hasted. So are you going to... Craig's face just told me that this was the wrong decision. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll change what I'm like going to do then. <laughs> the GM is going to be pulling pantomime faces <laughs> at my decisions. I'm just listening. I love it. All right, I need you. Um, I don't know what to do then. Let me just think about it for a second. His planning notes for this session are just <laughs> healing, dragon conversation, and then with uh, two exclamation marks, at least one character death. No, just I've just got three that letters. That happens either two, way, whatever we do. I've got three letters, two of them are PK at the end. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just circled. <laughs> yeah, he spent all week just circling it. <laughs> and um, unless, you t- unless you two want to go um, into the brush and like keep the fight out here so that it frees me and Wilhelm up to go into the cave, because I can teleport us out I- of the cave so we don't get stuck 
on... I think the only thing worse than four of us trying to fight a dragon is two of us trying to fight a dragon. Okay. There is no... I, I, I can't think of any good reason to separate the party. <laughs> is This thing could quite easily fuck all four of us up. It will fuck two of us up. Okay. Are you with me then on going into the cave? I think, yeah. Is let, let's not try and fight this thing in the open. Let's let's get it at least into an... It, we are in a, in a situation where we're. it's looking unlikely we are going to avoid a fight. So is let's at least try and fight it in, you know, in a, in a rare initiative. area we've, yeah, yeah, <laughs> where, where we've got some degree of control. We because we've got no control here right now. Okay, so I'm planning to teleport me and another person across the water to the entrance of the cave. I can only take two of us. Okay, and now my instinct um, is to take Malachi because you're yeah. hasted. Yeah, and I know that. that she's going to go next, but she'll be able to see me and Malachi, so, you know, it's there's 50-50 yeah, as to who she goes after. Yeah, it is. Ultimately, I'm I'm fine with that. Is If nothing else as well is, assuming Malachi has changed his armour, I've got a better AC than he has anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By so, one. yeah, no, I, I'm comfortable with that. It's, it's the best of a bad scenario. Okay, so Aaron grabs Malachi's hand and looks at Lupin and says, head for the cave. And then they disappear from right next to Lupin and appear 60 feet in the other direction because I'm going to use my third action as uh, to also increase the range from 30 feet to 60 feet so we can get across the water to the beach. Okay. Nice. So Would that'll have been be... good to know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I was last in the initiative, so we would have been stuck. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's, it's, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, we will move 60 feet over to the cave's entrance. So Malachi, you can move yourself over with me. Yeah. So we appear over there, and that's all three of my actions to do that. So Disarex, 80 feet in the air, flapping its wings, sees you disappear, and then rematerialize at the entrance of its cave it is 80 feet in the air, but Sedisarax dive bombs directly down at a horrendous angle, lands on the sand, throwing out these huge plumes of sand right in front of you, and says, Where do you think you're going? And reaches out to smash you with its horn. Aaron, roll me a d6. So now Sedisarax has flown back into the cave, seeing you disappear to reappear near it. That's one. one. Is Aaron strikes okay. down with suck. its horns. Ooh. 30 oh, to hit. hit. That's just a hit. Here comes the damage. Oof. 33 Ouch. points of damage. That hits hard. It then takes a claw strike against you. I might go down. Sorry, no, the claw goes against Malachi. Yep, that's... Yes, sir. Oh! <laughs> oh, come on, I don't have another... I don't have another flashback prepped. Oh! <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, natural oh. 20. Oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God. No. Malachi, oh, here comes the damage. Oh, Jesus. That is 70 points of slashing damage. It then goes for another claw oh against God, Aaron. That was against Aaron. <laughs> Didn't it move and attack twice? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah dragon fine. things. Twenty-nine to hit Aaron. Yeah, that's a hit. 
Oh, that is fucking good damage! Yeah, I'm down. Oh, Jesus. I would like to point oh, out Jesus that both Christ. of these hits against Aaron were within two points of AC. But I was too Jesus. far away. Oh. <laughs> Aaron, that's 40 points of slashing damage. Yeah, I'm down. Aaron goes down. I am dying. Okay. Aaron is dying one. Move you in the initiative order to before the creature is Wilhelm's turn. Fuck, what do I do? Uh, oh, what do I do? Um, oh no. Okay, Wilhelm runs up to here, but his movement there is going to be a sneak. So he's gonna try to stealth this. So that's a uh, 32. That is a pass. Okay, so Wilhelm is now undetected. And he is going to... How far can Wilhelm see into the cave? He has low light vision. To about here. Okay. Guys, I don't know if this is a retreat situation. <laughs> uh, don't think we can. Oh, we can. <laughs> Wilhelm pulls out his last healing potion and desperately tries to, to get the downed Aaron to at least at least swallow some of it and sort of kneels next to him and tries to as gently and fast as he can get him to drink it and that's is, his turn is that a hostile action why would that be a hostile action Craig you tell me how that would be a hostile action such a troll Wilhelm sneaks into the cave remains undetected and cures Aaron with a potion do you want to roll the healing there Come on. yes Oh, that's not that good. That's 23 points of healing. Thank you very much. Aaron comes back from dying one, becomes wounded one with 23 points of healing. Except I don't, because I have the numb to death feet. (gasps) My past has left me numb to death's call. The first time each day that I regain hit points while I'm dying, I regain additional hit points equal to my level and I neither gain the wounded condition nor increase the value of this condition. Very cool. Once per day, is that? Yes. Lovely. So not wounded one. All right. That's Wilhelm's turn. Lupin, you are still on the beach, of course. You are 60 feet away from your companions. So, what do you do? Yeah, Lupin has been sort of rummaging through his esoterica trying to find, uh, find something for this cloud dragon. And then sort of suddenly looks up just in time to see this claw just absolutely go through Aaron, who the last he knew was stood right next to him. So mm. he's like, he looks up, sees Aaron go down, and just... God, this all happens in uh, seconds, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. So it is, yeah, Lu- Lupin sort of remembering what he uh, he promised to Wilhelm just sets off at a, uh, at a dead sprint. So he runs... Yeah gets about 10 feet into the water and then as he's running he uh, as this is a free action is uh, swaps from his amulet to his mirror mm. and uh, while he's running a mirror version 15 feet away at the other side of the water blinks into existence nice so he basically uh, yeah, one action to move one action to use the mirror's reflection and then he obviously sees as he gets close enough sees uh the sort of slight outline of, of Wilhelm 
uh, a slight outline of Wilhelm uh, sort of administering the potion to, to Aaron and sort of him waking up and gasping. You can just see into this cave now, like the cave mouth looms above you, big enough for a dragon to get through. And you can see, yes, Aaron on the floor. And you can see Sedisarax within 10 feet of you. So, um, yeah, for his third action, Lupin attempts to uh, to exploit vulnerability again. That's a natural 17 for 40. 40 against its DC. That is a success. Nice. Wonderful. So, uh, exploit vulnerability. Mechanically, that means I learn about... Its highest weakness... Yeah, so he's uh, success. So I recall an important fact about the creature, learning its highest weakness, or one if it's got multiple, uh, but not any other weaknesses, resistances, or immunities. If it doesn't have a weakness or a mortal weakness, as it's sort of known, um, I can exploit its personal antithesis, which is uh, something unique to the Thaumaturge. Lupin, I can tell you this creature has no weaknesses at all. Superb. Okay, so uh, I will use its uh, personal antithesis. So uh, that will be 14 points of damage. And then for his final action, because obviously he's hasted, and uh, that first move action, or sorry, was quickened, um, that first move action was his stride, um, he will draw his sword cane. Thank you, Lupin. It's the bottom of round two. Aaron will be next because he went now before the creature due to dying malachi bordello taking that big old hit kind of looks at aaron and looks at the dragon and goes well, why did you do why just give us the key <laughs> that's all we want is the key sing, you've sing, got the key sing. we've got the secret <laughs> why can't we <laughs> Why can't we come to some sort of agreement? <laughs> and sings, I've got the key. You've got the secret. I knew it was coming. I've got the key to uh, to the secret that I'm a goat. <laughs> and casts. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening. The player's casts. faces are as confused as mine. <laughs> Come just, on, if you never heard I, the key to secret. Yes, no, never, I know, yeah, good, that's good. Good. Can, can we just leave him here? We are gonna have <laughs> you've gotta have a song. It's gotta be a song. And casts. <laughs> What's wrong with it? It was good. That was good. He's got the key. I've got the secret. It's all good. What secret? Ah. Um, so, it's a secret. Can't tell <laughs> so you. What are you casting, Malachi? Uh, <laughs> Soothe on Aaron. <laughs> Soothe on Aaron. Okay, cool. Yeah. Glad we got there. Thank you very much. Roll healing. Oh, that is awful. 40 points of healing. Oh, that is low on 5d10 plus 20. Mm, yeah, no good. Average ish. I think you've got one action left, Malachi. I do have an action left. <sighs> Oh, what have I got? Oh, I will cast Concordant Choir for one. It's not going to do much, but we'll try it. Concordant Choir at third level. Okay. And I get, as he as he's singing, I've got the key, I've got the secret. I unleash a dangerous con... Oh, it's, a, it's a save. A dangerous consonance of reverberating sound focusing on a single target. 
So he really doesn't like my song, but he managed to. So that's a one action much. version, and I rolled a, a 36 for a pass. So four points of damage. Four points of sonic damage against the a massive cloud dragon. Malachi, remember what we said about the singing? <laughs> Every little bit helps. Let's go. Remember? Did you speak to the donkey, Malachi? <laughs> We're going to round three. It's the top of round three, where now sits Aaron the Slashin. Boo. Oh, no. Boo. Merry Christmas. Okay, Aaron <laughs> is going to, uh, upon waking, uh, is going to activate his enveloping light tattoo. Woo! The effects of a fourth level oh, yeah. light spell. So all those concentric circles drawn on his burned skin begin to kind of glow underneath his clothes and illuminate 60 feet in every direction. And at the end of each of my turns, I will regain 2d8 hit points. Nice. So that is two actions to do that. Ooh. And then for my third action, Aaron is going to cast shield. It is Sedisarax's turn. She has swooped back down into her cave, blocking the path of Aaron and Malachi, who probably, when they snuck in, just as they... Aaron maybe not so much before we could see. Malachi does have dark vision. At the rear of the cave, Malachi, you probably just got a glimpse of a shimmering, literal mound of treasure at the back of the cave. But of course, this dragon, Sedisarax, has swooped down and blocked that path towards you. And you see the dragon there in front of you and whispers out and says, You should not have come here! And casts a spell. Wilhelm, you are invisible, and that would trigger an attack of opportunity. If you want to take it. Nope. And all around you, this swirling mist seeps from the nostrils of Sedisarax as you are placed in a massive cloud, making everything concealed to you. And with its final action, it takes a claw attack. In fact, let's go a jaws attack. Malachi. Roll me a d6. One to three is Aaron. Four to six is Malachi. That would be me with a five. Malachi is going to take the Jaws attack. Don't worry. Because although you are in the obscuring mist of this cloud, Sidisarax has no problems. You look up, Malachi. You look up 15 feet, 20 feet above you. You see these blue eyes and they are staring at you through the mist as all of a sudden these massive jaws come snapping down towards you. Here's the roll to hit. Oh, not a great roll. 34. is a hit. Here comes the damage. That is 44 oh. points of damage. Now, some of that is electricity. I do not take the electricity damage. I take 32 points, which leaves him up. Oh, my God. Oh, nice. Wilhelm's turn. Wilhelm seeing this and just thinking, okay, how how can I get in and out as quick as I can? Starts doing exactly that. And uh, so that's 20, 25, 30 feet for his first action. Okay. Can I make out uh, some sort of 
back of the cave ish some silhouette of of a treasure mound or something so yes the back of the cave is illuminated wilhelm and you see the massive treasure pile that's there but there is a lot and we're talking thousands and thousands of coins all piled up amongst other things there's bags and pieces of armor and bottles there's all sorts of stuff there what i will allow you to do is roll a perception check to see if you can find what you're looking for that's what i was gonna ask if i could roll a seek action or something you can i'm gonna make the dc (laughs) the same as the creatures which is a dc 34 oh so i need a natural 14 good luck Come on, on. One, of these, one of these natural 20 on perception checks. Oh, Net 20! Net 20! Let's go! Natural 20! Oh my god! He had his eyes trained on that cave. Right oh, from I was going to lower the DC if you wanted to take two actions, but Wilhelm, not only do your keen eyes pick out the silhouette of a giant key with a natural 20 it is at the front of the treasure pile located <sighs> just 15 feet away from you oh my god okay let's all go home now <laughs> yeah that's it that's it all done just be quiet <laughs> all right i have one action left we can run we can run we can just grab it and run <laughs> Wilhelm is going to move right in front of the key and end his turn there. Wilhelm steps in front of the giant key. It's pretty big, Wilhelm, but I'm sure you can take it. It's uh, mechanically six bulk, just for you to think about. Lupin, you are up. My hands are free. So, Lupin... We don't know that he's gone, do we? we no, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, he, I suppose we'll I, see his footprints. Are we in the sand? I don't. I am undetected. I, I specifically try to conceal myself, so I don't think any of you. Yeah, I can't even see, see you on me the map. unless you seek. No, I can't see you on the map either. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm standing here, but that's meta knowledge. Yeah, you don't know that. No, I know. So yeah, Lupin has. Uh, yeah, I think is is going to start to make some, uh, start to make an effort to put some damage into this creature. So is um, first the obviously because there were two uh, two versions of Lupin because of the mirror. There was the one that was in the water and the one that uh, wasn't. So the one that is still in the water, the one that's a little bit further north, will vanish. Uh, so that one that one disappears. And then the version of Lupin that's uh, that's just next to Aeron will uh, step forwards. Um, I assume I'm okay to occupy that square, Craig? Yes. Yeah. And will uh, take a stab at the dragon with his rapier. Oh, 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 Lupin steps up and tries Lupin, to hit. Sorry, no. steal my rapier. So Not rapier, sorry, sword cane. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Um. Roll to hit. Uh, natural five for 27 do you think that's going to be a hit lupin um 
It's I'm not. not. I mean, no, optimistic it might be a critical hit. It's a large creature. It's, <laughs> it's a miss. very difficult to miss. I mean, we could um, also say the, 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 the real uh, indication of this, which is this is the concealment roll, which he passed with a natural five. So now roll to attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, with that, Lupin then moves away and back around the corner into into the water. Thank you, Lupin. Malachi. Oh, hang on, shit. I've, no, sorry. Um, retcon that. Sorry, is I forgot. I'm quickened, so I will take a second strike before doing so. Oh, I thought you quickened Wilhelm. Sorry. No, Wilhelm was quickened. No, oh, no, no. Okay. Second strike with the uh, with the attack penalty. Uh... Oh, oh, no, no. no. One. oh, I am rolling horrendous <laughs> rolling tonight, boys. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's looking up at that curtain. Bring it down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to fall on me at this rate. Um, uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, that is turn. Horrendous. Bottom of round three, Malachi's turn. Malachi is still singing, I've got the key. He's got the key, I've got the secret, and is going to cast Seize on himself, because he's got no health. For at six level, for 51, and is going to move out of the mist down towards the south of the creature the south of the cave into the cave yep into the cave so for two actions and so his third action is going to try and create a diversion and create a diversion yeah. okay throwing out new things late in the sesh let's see what certainly <laughs> sorry okay you've got it to hand so tell us what it is I'm going to attempt a single deception check and compare it to the perception DC of the creature and so you're yes. creating our diversion what are you doing to divert him what are you saying i am singing um a song hey you get off of my cloud hey you get off of my cloud <laughs> running around clawing everyone down <laughs> okay um, it's a short song yeah <laughs> right Sure. Most of Roll <laughs> your deception check against the perception DC of this oh! creature. 41. That is a success. Cape of the Mount Bank, so, giving a plus two there. <laughs> you will become hidden to each creature whose perception DC is less than or equal to my result. The hidden condition allows you to sneak away. This lasts until the end of my turn or until you do anything except, except step or use the hide or the sneak action or of the stealth skill. Yeah, so you've moved for one action into the cave, out of the mist. Your yep. second action is the diversion. For this to work, you then need to take another action for it to be distracted, right? Because it can still see you. Yeah. You need to now do something, right? Okay, so I haven't got enough actions for that. Malachi, what I'm going to say is, because I understand creative diversion maybe not the right skill action to use here but what you're trying to do is to keep it occupied sedisorax whilst wilhelm is pulling the key is that right yes that's okay. what i'm trying to do all right so what what i'll say is you pass the creative diversion check i'm not going to yeah. punish you for that what we'll say yeah. is that you're going to prepare an aid check to help yeah. wilhelm when the time comes and i will give you a plus four for that check when that happens that sounds ideal sound fair yep all right Aaron, spoke point, prone, lit up. What do you do? I'm going to stand because that'll be a good way to increase my AC <laughs> and be attacked by an attack of opportunity. <laughs> okay, Aaron stands 
um, for my first action. For my second action, I am going to... Because Malachi is shouting and trying to draw the dragon's attention, I'm going to assume that the dragon might take that bait and attack him. So I am going to cast Forbidding Ward on Malachi. And that will give him a plus two status bonus to his AC. And that is my turn. Hey, thank you, Aaron. It is Sedisarax's turn. One thing I forgot to do, as I always do for these creatures, <laughs> is that Sedisarax has an aura effect. Of course this he does. Aura is called Frightful Presence. <sighs> Sedisarax rears back her head and seeing all of you in her cave, well, apart from Wilhelm, of course. Malachi attempting to distract her. She releases the loudest roar you have heard yet. How dare you be in her cave? And we're going to now roll the checks for the Fightful Presence. Everybody roll will saves, please. Is this an auditory effect? (gasps) I'm going to hero point it because I just rolled a natural one. A natural one. (laughs) Was it auditory, by the way? No. Craig? No. Oh, that's not much better. That's a 22. I'm going to re-roll oh, that too. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. So Aaron rolls a natural ro- one. And re-rolled it. Lupin. Uh, Lupin rolled a natural 13 for 35. And I re-rolled with a hero point for 36. Aaron, did you roll a natural one and then a natural three? Yes. Aaron has critically failed, not once but twice, using his hero point. Malachi crit failed, but then re-rolled into a pass. Wilhelm has failed, and Lupin has critically passed. Lupin, no effect. Malachi, nothing big. You're frightened one. Oh, nothing big. Wilhelm, you've failed with a frightened two. But Wilhelm has a wonderful feature because fighters don't get enough... uh, called (laughs) bravery so even if he fails this check whenever he would gain the frightened condition it is reduced by one okay so you become frightened one yes Aaron you critically failed Mm mhm you are frightened four (laughs) oh my god and the curtain comes down (laughs) oh so frightened you've been listening to describe your kill the death of destiny find out more at describeyourkill.com thank you to paizo michael gelfi creator cord sirenscape kevin mcclaud foundry and sigil services get all the links on our website this podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.